Hello and welcome to another episode of West Underground. Now make sure guys you like and subscribe and uh, today we have none other than Joel from the Ugly Kings. He's joining us across state lines. He's here and uh, how you doing man? Yeah I'm good man. Thanks Hamish. I'm well. Yeah can't complain. It's nice and yeah. chilly in Melbourne but um, <laughs> it always is. Inside. Yeah it seems to be. Oh how many how many sunny days do you get a year? Because Jack's Jack's from England, and I wouldn't reckon there's much. I, th I think going. Melbourne's probably on par, except like when you have like yeah. hot days, don't you? It's, we we get really ridiculous. hot. Ridiculous, yeah. And, um, but we get probably like yeah, two point five sunny days, like whole days. Two point five, <laughs> yeah. And you have that weird shades of like the four seasons in the day, yeah, don't you? Yeah, yeah. 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 So yeah that's my... why it's it's a full sunny day is rare, you know. Yeah. Like, and then it just snows. <laughs> yeah, my every I, I've only I've been to Melbourne twice, and like both times I've been, I've been like I could be in England right now. It's that fucking yeah. cold. Yeah, correct. And it's probably like January, middle of summer. Yeah, in the southern hemisphere. Yeah, strange, <laughs> strange, beautiful place though. Yeah, beautiful it's place. Gorgeous. Yeah, really yeah. nice. And uh, like, <clears throat> tell us, tell us a little bit about how you how you. And well, how you started in music and how you how you started the band? Uh, all right, two different questions there, definitely because I didn't start the band. Ooh. I'm the newest member. Oh, um, and they yeah. sent you up for this. <laughs> yeah, they sent you up <laughs> no, to the gallows for this. Um, but I started in music. Um, I think piano was my first instrument mm. at about like three or four. Yeah, my brother was playing, and um, I just wanted to be like my big brother. Dad's a muso. He's um lead guitarist in some cover bands and blues bands up in queensland nice and so naturally i wanted to play the drums uh, so, <laughs> you know i was tinkering what's, out on the piano what's and... the noise you sing i can play yeah i'll jump great. on the drums it was like a horn or, or a drum set yeah <laughs> oh, man. the drums just picked it at the post for um for noise <laughs> you really are uh dave joel we were just saying before to for the listeners that when 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 Joel joined, he had a black and white pic picture of himself and as his as his profile, and he, and he looks like Dave Grohl in the photo, um, and uh, and you know hearing that you you played instruments in you about three or four, like man, and you played and you played the drums. You are Dave yeah. Joel. That's yeah, fair. Dave Joel. Don't say that. It's going to catch on. And I want it to catch on. People will never call me Joel anymore. Yeah. Hey, Dave <laughs> Joel. And you go, yeah, they'll be like, hey, Dave. Guy. Davey. Davey. <laughs> Davey boy. <laughs> Davey boy. So when when did you join Ugly Kings, Uh So it was like three years. It just popped up on Facebook as like a memory. Oh, like a little memory? Yeah, little cute memory. like a few days ago. So mm. that was three years. And yeah, the boys, like the singer Russell is yeah. the original drummer. Oh, okay. So um, drum and drummed and lead sang, which is always fun. Yeah, that'd um, be a, that's a hard task, isn't it, for anybody? Yeah. Doing, doing one and the other is hard enough. And then mm. doing them both, it's like, damn. Yeah. And um, so him and Chris, Chris Doss, the guitarist, started the band and um, had another dude on a second guitar. And Chris Doss would run his guitar amp through like, a bass amp, two guitar amps, and split signals three ways. Oh, okay. And then, um, and then the other guitarist was like second guitarist, and, and then they got a bass player, which is Nick current current lineup. Nick, and then they had a drummer Ryan come in, who's like a, a really great sound engineer. And then he went to England doing like sound engineer stuff, and 
a dude, really great dude, Andy, joined the band and he's a beast. They're both beasts on the drums. And then mm-hmm. um, Ryan came back from overseas, joined the band again. So if you're following this this um, Ben diagram, it's like yeah. Ryan, Andy, Ryan again. Yeah. I come in. So how does that feel to have good drummers all around you then? Man. The sounds of it. Because yeah. I imagine... It's the old Paul McCartney thing with Ringo, isn't it? I can do that better than you. Yeah, yeah. Not even the best drummer in the band. <laughs> yeah. You know I mean? Well, luckily for me, that, I'm that ever very good. So yeah, and that's luckily I, for I me, I'm that. the best. No, <laughs> 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 nah, I'm I'm confident in my abilities. I should say. Oh, that's good. Um, good. But yeah, like Russell will swap sometimes at rehearsals, and he'll he'll jump on the drums and slap the skins and. Mm. I'll, I'll sing a bit and we'll just get some energy going that way yeah. different rhythms like different yeah different different brains going like doing different things i hear things differently russ is real like um sort of like plays to the groove of of a yeah. guitar or a bass or something where i can i can do that but i might just like sit straight on a beat or like i can just do a few maybe like tiny bit more technical stuff mm. um but yeah, we we often swap. And Nick, the bassist, they can all play drums in the Kings. Like Nick yeah. will jump on drums, I'll jump on bass and swap it up a bit. And yeah, just, yeah, we just try to keep it fresh. And That, that was one thing. So for, for the listeners, we, uh, we the Grand Union supported you guys, uh, Frankie's. When was that? Two weeks ago? Yeah, um, two or three. I think, uh, I think it was one of our first shows possibly of the year. I think I can't. I yeah. don't know. Who knows anymore? Who bloody knows anymore? Um, especially like since the restrictions have gone and whatever. But I was quite. So there was a couple of things I took away from that night, and like, obviously, you're an amazing live band, right? And everybody is an amazing musician in that band, and you can always tell when you watch bands if <sighs> certain members are being carried. Or, and you think, <laughs> I wonder if they're having a bad gig or they are dog shit all the time, yeah, yeah. right? And, you you know, you, you never want to poke the bear, but sometimes I like doing it. But, um, yeah, so, like, that was, like, one one of the big takes away from it for me was, like, take away. So it was, like, I was, like, fuck, these are all, all really accomplished musicians. They all mm. know what they're doing. And the other thing was, like, we had a conversation before the gig, and I've never met a more switched-on band in regard to like releases, like how the music industry works, like mm. all those things. I there's a point where we were having a conversation, and I was like, "Fuck, I wish we didn't have to play this gig tonight," because <laughs> I feel like I'm learning a lot of stuff. Yeah, well, I guess I like I did a degree in entertainment management. Oh, okay, so um, majoring in music business, Christos, mm. who like directs a lot of the ship as well he'll well mainly directs the ship and i support he he works pretty high up in like project management stuff oh, okay yeah. so he just like been doing it for like quite some time and just soaks it all in mm. and um just takes like that real stepped approach and and that real methodical um, methodical approach to it yeah. and just goes like we need to do this 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 and this and this is our timeline this is our you know achievables this is what we need to do by these dates and it's good to have like i, I guess the general you know yeah steering or the captain steering that ship like yeah. with him there because 
he can delegate a lot of jobs. And then Rusty, the singer, was like social media marketing manager. Nick's oh, jeez. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That, so this like, is why he's so set up. Yeah, yeah. I can yeah. See it now. And then um, Nick's really good on socials and content mm. and really good with like, he helps book, book shows with me. And so we've got a good little working working I guess yeah, it's like a, small it's a little machine yeah and yeah. That, that's how you run it is like a yeah. business like yeah. we, we actually spoke about you guys uh the other week hamish i think it was on <laughs> monday night fever um it was it was on that <laughs> yeah it's a terrible terrible that's melody beautiful. that isn't it I yeah it. i know i know um and we were talking about you guys and so i was saying about like how usually in bands you have one who is like right i'll, I'll spearhead it i'll keep this in line you know, business side of it all. Mm. And then you have like songwriter, you know, might stay away from the business side of it. And then the band kind of splits off into, you know, are you better at the administration side of the band or are you better off writing the songs? Um, I feel like it kind of splits. But with yeah. with 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 the Ugly Kings, it's like when I was having that conversation, I was like, oh fuck, these these are all onto it. Yeah. <laughs> this doesn't feel like one yeah. person sat there going. I'll just buy the bass. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not like that at all. Yeah, which is good. It's it's like it it just helps spread the load, I guess, because everyone can do these tasks and you know can write. You know, I don't want to pigeonhole musicians, but can write like a well-worded, structured email. Yeah, um, yeah. Everyone in the band can be tasked with that, like mm. contacting people or like an adult. Um, yeah, like an, email, adult. like an adult. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, top, top tip for musicians, Joel be at uh, the bottom uh, take off send from my iphone always works a trick yeah. that <laughs> yeah. always works a trick. yeah it makes you makes you at least 75 percent more yeah fuck this guy's got a computer <laughs> he's <laughs> bad yeah man um <laughs> what question were we on oh music and was that the first question still? Or? Oh well, I, I don't, I, I don't know if it was a, if it was a question. I think Jack just gave a like a great compliment of you guys, like wearing yeah, many hats. Thank you. Yeah, oh, and I think I think that's like, you know, like a lot of I, I, and we interviewed lots of artists and stuff, and that's one thing you see all the time that you know, so many artists. I, I think today it's it's you know in this world it's, it's harder because you have to you to survive like you have to wear the different hats one yeah. person has to be social market social you know digital marketing um mm. content creator and and uh be all over that side of things and you know you you have to have admin it's great if you can share it amongst you all and um but yeah like i i i wish more bands did that and if there is anybody watching make sure you've got a, a little pen and your notepad down and make sure you you go back to your little band tomorrow and start uh you know Kicking ass. ass, kicking ass, delegating yeah. jobs, just find those real specific strengths and, and know your weaknesses. Like if you can't, like I'm real, real terrible with like social media. So I just don't mm -hmm. go near it. Um, but I, I can, I can send invoices and I can create contacts and make networks with a lot of people and can book a gig. So, um, I stick to my strengths and stay clear of i work on my weaknesses but i also yeah um, know where where i'm probably not going to excel so much i mean someone mm. else can do a better job <laughs> especially if you can do it as well man like it's so like with, with us here it's like hamish is like a 
master of all trades, really. You know what I mean? Like, you can wear a lot of hats. And then it's kind of, like, the other day, he used to show me how to use TikTok. And I was like, what the fuck is TikTok? Know, right? You know, like, it's, I was like, what, what is this? I'm a grown man. And yeah. I, but it's necessary. And it's, yeah. it's ev- like, all of that now is a necessity because it's not just about the music you can pour out. It's 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 the package, isn't it? It's it's selling the ugly kings as a as an experience, really, as like a brand. That's what yeah, you're selling. Yeah. It's not it's not just we turn up and we play a great show. It's not just that anymore. Correct. And that's the thing. It's like I've read a lot, um, mainly from from online blogs and, mm. and online media that are like, Yeah, it's like what's the difference? I I, I suppose the difference between like apple releasing new product and a band releasing new product that's essentially what it is it's product like Mm. it's a creative endeavor where you're putting like your heart and soul into it and you know sweating away trying to like labor over lyrics and and riffs or drum parts or whatever it is but at the end of the day you've got this it's a tangible thing and it's like that's your that's 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 your platform to sell and get live shows so you can put on a really great live performance but without your product or without that and and it's hard for creatives to think in like terms of like oh this is you know my art and it depends what you want really like if you don't want it to be like a monetary thing or you know that's cool too like whatever you want to do with your music but makes it easier when you're not you know working like a day job to support your art Mm -hmm. or yeah whatever it is um not that I'm not working a day job, but you know, it helps that I'm not forking tons of cash to, to do these things. So I can yeah. still do, do my, my art, do my passion and, and do it, do it from a, a space where I'm not like taking a big, you know, half a mortgage on a house out for a record or something. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, whatever it is. But um, yeah, man, I think that, that tangible product. And I think with all this, like I've, I've been getting into a little bit of like the NFT world with artists and musicians, mm. not, not tons, but there's a few companies popping up where it's like they'll monetize your product um, and, and turn it into that, you know, non fungible token to, to make it like, you know, well, I guess it's like to, to value what you're doing. Because there was time that went into create it and stuff, so I'm just doing a bit of research about that now, and it's um it's a it's a brave new world, I guess. Yeah, yeah. C- could you imagine the Beatles, the Stones, or like Zeppelin be like, like, there's these NFTs? <laughs> like, we gotta we gotta get into these NFTs. I know, but it was a completely different world. Like, yeah, well, just like listen to this riff, playing stereo. No, 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 yeah. Jimmy, Jimmy. TikTok won't like it. Yeah, TikTok. Yeah. <laughs> We got twelve <laughs> seconds, Jim. <laughs> but man, that's the difference. Like, oh, it's crazy. Um, no, it's you know, crazy. It was. Yeah. It was like I, I when I do my degree, I study globalization, the effects of like, um, you know, like a, a record could go really well in the UK and then in mm. the states, and then you could actually see in different territories it's spreading out and going like gold, platinum here, platinum here, and it was actually like the localities of those places that. Um, like it was sort of centralized it wasn't like this internet that's everything's instant around the world at the same Mm. time it was like you know you go on a tour and it could increase record sales and 
record labels had huge artists that were you know people bought tons of media because that was there wasn't a phone to look at it was like yeah. i listened to records all night and yeah you know we couldn't do this back then and you have, know, you, have you have you ever had tv in. hey jack can i just cut you yeah, off go on, for man. one second is is joe you said something really interesting about like the about the nft stuff right and uh i'm just wondering too like if if artists were to put up them you know whether they were doing selling the artwork off as nfts of their albums and stuff wouldn't that give the person who bought that nft the intellectual copyright i haven't gotten that far into it but i think the master copy or the the, the original um that's it so the companies that i've been looking at they they buy the rights to your to your tracks like a label mm. and then they'll monetize it but it's a little bit different to where yeah, I, I haven't got that far down the rabbit hole. Essentially, if if I bought it, then I own a ten thousandth of your royalty. I think you do, and then, but someone will correct me if I'm wrong on your. Yeah, oh, and they will. Yeah, oh, they will. Oh, me they it. will. They but, will. Um, and then, but you get a residual artist um, royalty essentially. Mm. And even if it gets on sold, you can contract into things and me mechanisms that work with that nft so i don't know the full scope of it but yeah yeah because I, I i had a look into it like um you know six months ago when we were in when we we're in lockdown i had more time to do anything you know i could ever want and and when this nft stuff came up i thought oh you know great this would be you know this this sounds great but then i was like oh if they buy that does you know what it what do they own you know so i'm wondering if it's like when the beatles sold their rights you know jack you were you're mentioning the beatles before and then mm -hmm. having somebody make you know make uh, money like because they they're they're holding the master copies that's that's what that impression yeah, right. i was under but i've always <laughs> wished that somebody could set up like a like the way you were pitching it there where it's almost like a music stock you know mm. or, or something like that where you could in you could own like a like a, a a percentage of a of a of a track right so then yeah. everybody could you know chip in and yeah. and all of a sudden make yeah. somebody get TikTok swirling and everyone like yeah you know, everyone's jumping on it because they, 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 they got a yeah. piece of it yeah and you get a piece of it we own get two but, um, percent of jesse's girl yeah, yeah. <laughs> man it probably gets like on the gold like i don't know what sydney's equivalent is but like gold fm down here is like mm. classic hits yeah and it's like it's just bangers all day but yeah. jesse's girl probably gets like 10 spins a day so it's yeah like it's a banger though. yeah it's a, a banger man what you were saying before about like globalization and um you know our like local markets yeah it, it reminded me of the story of i think when the police went to america they were unknown and by the end of their tour they were number one in america and they started they started in like a little van just mm. like playing little you know backyard taverns it happened with Soundgarden. they you can see yeah. that tour when they did they released black hole sun yeah and every yeah what a what a brilliant song and it went yeah. you know number whatever it went probably number one on the billboards but mm. it just went they were booked out all these shows. I think in excess did the same thing by the time okay. they got back to the West coast or something, they were like stadiums, but they yeah. started in like 500 venue, um, like 
taverns or whatever they are, like venues. And um, yeah, by the time they'd done the next leg, they were like stadiums and Huge. they just had to keep up booking and yeah, um, which is wild. But yeah, I think the NFT thing, just to finish it, it's like I had a point and it's probably going to go, but um, oh, like the copyright in songs, right? There's the, there's the copyright in the recording and there's the copyright, the songwriter is has a copyright um so there's sound recording and and i'll probably get this wrong someone will cook me for it but and they will sound recording <laughs> and uh, like the creator so yeah, yeah, i don't yeah. think you can ever like i don't know if you can so it's like, like um your automatic royalty of like i wrote yeah. this song it's always you know yeah there's a intrinsic like you say i write imagine and then 20 people cover it yeah there's uh, there's copyright for the creator yeah know, for john lennon's family or whatever now so i yeah. uh, i did a law subject at um at uni during my time there and that was a long time ago so i can't remember the ins and outs <laughs> any lawyers Hit me uh look I, I i think i think you you're, you're touching on it it's like if you if you record the if you write the song then you get your do the the main intellectual property rights of like being the being the songwriter and uh and you also and that's how you register your songs to APRA and yep. all that kind of stuff and then depending on what deal you make here where you either hire you, you the rest of the band either gets you split that up with the band or you pay them off as contractors and the same thing goes with your with your engineer yeah, correct. Your producer or someone. Yeah, but usually yeah. the producer's just paid for the day. Yeah. yeah. So they're they're not yeah, even the the deal. Yeah, they're not even involved yeah. in it. How how do you guys do it? Do you just just have like whoever wrote the song, just split that up. We, get we more just do like... YouTube. Uh YouTube. We do a U two where they're just it's democratic. Everyone's, yes. Everyone's a equal Yeah, I think I think it's the best way to do it as well. Man. Like I, I like I, sometimes I think you can listen to a track and something in the bass riff could be the thing that makes the song. Yeah. You know what I mean? And you go, oh my God, like what a hook or whatever. Yeah. And then you think, well, that's, if that's the best thing in the song, then that's more important probably than, than the lyrics or the vocals, if that's yeah. the thing that people always go back to. So yeah. I do think yeah. it's the best way of doing it. Um, yeah. It's funny you mention that, Jack. Because like if you take over control and you're like, I write all the songs, yeah, then you ban members. I just like, well, fuck you. You know what I mean? Because it's yeah. I think there was an Aussie band, maybe like um, Skyhooks or like one of those big '70s bands, Sherbet or something. Like, there's a story where one of the members who like had all the songwriting credits was rolling up to band practice in like some European sports car. And the other bloke, like the drummer, the poor drummer's just there eating chip sandwiches in like <laughs> Commodore, and he's like, "Mate, how'd you afford that thing?" And he's, <laughs> he's like, "Yep, it's called songwriting royalties." Yeah, I get lots of them. Yeah, you don't get them. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's funny that we're mentioning this because this morning I was like um, watching watching YouTube when I shouldn't have been. And uh, I saw this little, you know how they YouTube now is copying TikTok a little bit and they've started getting the, the reels and you kind of fall into oh, what YouTube is equivalent of it. It's called the shorts. And um, I saw this one with Billy Corgan from the Smashing Pumpkins. He's talking to Rogan and he's saying about uh, how, how he started driving Ferraris. 
and uh you know with the same thing you know turning up to band practice in ferraris and stuff like that and they're going billy what the hell mm-hmm. like it just you well, know, rubbed everyone the wrong way. <laughs> yeah <laughs> jimmy yeah. chamberlain's there just tapping away like a beast <laughs> yeah <laughs> in his in his 350z apparently had a 350z when they first met like a nissan 350z and when yeah. billy corgan met him they were like punky and all like alternate and the drummer was like you know shit hot but um he had like some real like sports car and like wore like i don't know you can probably google it and yeah. find the full story but like it was like full slick and like <laughs> <laughs> yeah a bit like edgy and they're all in like ripped jeans and like <laughs> And um, the point of that story is he didn't have a drive Ferrari. a sports. He didn't have a Ferrari. <laughs> <laughs> and then Billy Corgan started wearing jackets and was like driving sports cars and the tables yeah. turned. <laughs> then, just on top, this is off topic, but one, one thing that was, was kind of funny is Billy said he went to the Ferrari dealership and they were like, how do you want to pay for this? And he goes, cash opens the boot of of no. the of the car that he drove in and he's like is that enough <laughs> that's too much money yeah i wonder how many nfts he could buy for that ferrari well depends he could buy a lot i dispose but it's like yeah. i wonder how many pumpkins you could buy <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> that's a better yeah. question and, base, and, and high-rise buildings to drop them off to smash smash them yeah. smash those pumpkins yeah what is your what is your take on NFTs? Because it, to a degree, it is a bit of a pyramid scam, like scheme. Like you've got to, you've got to. Everybody's kind of got to go get behind it, and then you've got to have the the, you know, big artists and you know, silicon companies that are pumping out the 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 really the really clever ones and the good ones. And mm. it feels it feels a bit. Man, I honestly don't know. I've not done enough research to have a, a formulated opinion. Essentially, like. I think you look at like the potential of like, you know, a hundred dollar NFT and a thousand, a thousand copies of it or whatever, like of whatever the thing is, the art. And I'm like, I just put the zeros on it. I'm like, that's $10,000. Um, and it looks cool, but whether it, it has inherent value, I've had conversations with friends about like the, uh, you know, the, the tangibility versus non-tangibility of that product. It's like, um, yeah, if it's like a digital file, what's the difference yeah. between a physical? Yeah, it's, it's yeah. It, I don't I know. I just don't man, see like, the point in it, man. Yeah. Honestly, you know, like, I, I think, I think I don't understand it and I yeah. don't ever want to understand it. Yeah. it it's like, I seen, um, so fucking, I, like, I, I've, I've had a bad back, Joel, right? I've had a bad back. And um, I found me... Upper or lower? You're, you're in the bad back club? No, upper or lower back. Oh, lower. I thought you said... Oh, yeah. I thought you said oh, I've got a lower. I thought we were in, like, mm-hmm. family there. Um, and I found myself watching WrestleMania, right? And uh, one of the Paul brothers, I don't know which one, one of them, he had a Pokemon card around his neck that's worth $5.2 million. Logan. Oh, wow. Logan. And I was like, what in God's name? Just sell it. Just sell it. Like, why? Does he wear it wrestling? Like, he wore it to the ring. And I was like, what are you oh. doing? Like, it, like I say, the, I, I don't care. Like, I don't want to understand it because 
it's just but I know people are like well it's a non-depreciating item yeah. you know what I mean oh, fuck off so I some pumpkins man yeah, yeah that's that's what I mean it's just like it's it's just ludicrous yeah. yeah, it's strange, strange times. If you ask me, Joel, uh, yeah. strange, strange times. Very strange times. Great you know what I'd rather way. invest in, though, guys? Like, like how many? How many? Well, I'll ask you this, Joel. How many drum kits do you have, or do you just have one kit, or do you have a couple and and little bits that you have a you have a tom tom off oh, off off different? No, I've got one kit. I just got a quote for a new kit. Yeah. So I need to get rid of the old kit before I can get a new kit, and then I've got a little practice kit like a little mesh head kit so i guess two kits and then if we do the maths two take one plus one is probably two still yeah still two (laughs) it's still two i'll have two two. kits regardless i don't have enough room for many kits i i would love lots but um where we we rehearse um a dude andy the old drummer he runs alcatone backlines and they've done like like um backlines for like mastodon like all these huge bands and they're just like sort of local melbourne company but he's got like these like strange strange times we recorded on this like oh, i can't remember the decade i think 70s ludwig that oh, was nice. his. yeah and it was like big 24 inch kick 13 16 toms and it just like just sang the whole time just sounded beautiful yeah and um so if i need like a fix of like another kit i just hire one off him yeah you know like i'll hire it for um for a session or for a video or whatever and then i've got a kit here that barely gets touched and mm. um i've got heaps of kits at the studio it's um 1b productions is the place just down the road and they run a You're lucky man on. yeah headstone records so like it's like most nights i'm on a different kit and i very rarely have to lug a kit to rehearsal nice. which yeah, is that's beautiful okay. as a drummer because your back gets really sore oh mm. man the, it's being my back's be, hurting just thinking about the be, being 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 a lead singer right and i just carry a like, you just carry a microphone you've got like, nothing literally like, like just like not even to rehearsal don't even do that like i get to rehearsal sometimes with like a bottle of water and i go Fucking hurry up, drummer. Get your, Marcus, get your stuff together, man. But uh, man, always, the loading's always like, I, I have my mic stands and I like a little wireless microphone in the box. And then you're just watching the drummer. Just, ah, yeah. ah, you know, one flight of stairs. They're saying it's nine flights of stairs. Or it's the biggest flight of stairs you've ever seen. And I'm like, do you want me to hold your phone for you? <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll film you struggling. <laughs> I'll do good numbers on TikTok. Yeah. Um, I, don't, I don't know enough about TikTok. Nick does our TikTok. Mm. Um, I don't think we're very... We just do it because I guess we have to. We're not like to. really not, invested in not, it. Not also the enjoyment. Yeah. No, it's, it's funny, but um, it's I don't get it. But <laughs> I, don't, I get a lot of things. Um, <laughs> so not to say that it's not needed. It's definitely needed, but... Um, yeah, I just don't understand it. Just don't get parameters. it. Yeah. But um, drummers falling down nine flights of stairs with a big kick drum on mm. TikTok. Mm-hmm. Like, that's like... That's primo. Material. That's primo. Put your, put, put your new Grand Union track on the back yeah. of it and then just watch that go up. <laughs> yeah. Stream City. Down the yeah. stairs. <laughs> oh, man. Could you could you imagine the sound? Like, you know, when you, you know, when you go into any drum kit, uh, not drum kit, sorry, any 
Yeah, like, I'm regularly yeah. inside drum kits. <laughs> I just crawl into the bass drum and fall asleep. In his mind. <laughs> Curl up in one. In his mind, it just is. Yeah. <laughs> oh, but um you know when you go into like stairwells and and you know john bottom you're recorded in yeah in, in one levy breaks i think yeah but could, could you just imagine the noise down nine flights of stairs Ooh. like imagine how big that has to be to have nine flights oh, of man. stairs to be like Poof. yeah it would uh and a few screams it'd, it'd be yeah screams lots of pain tears laughter from from the phone from, holder. from me with the phone yeah <laughs> Get off. we we played a show the other week with johnny hunter sydney lads oh yeah and um and they were in melbourne for a residency and i'm pretty sure it was their drummer that dropped a cymbal when they were loading out and the noise that made in a street it just yeah. like turned everyone's heads yeah and we're just like we're like, what the f- you know what as well? Because everybody would know what it was. Yeah. <laughs> it sounded like 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 glass crashing. It was like yeah. it must have been like a huge big like big crash symbol. And we were just like everyone out the front was just like, What? He's like, All good. <laughs> Boy did it crash. Yeah. Boy did it crash. So oh. Joel, tell me tell me about uh oh, I like the way you did that and you're the drummer yeah. as well. <laughs> yeah. Um so tell me about obviously the, the the latest album and the process of that and obviously yeah. the very ap- aptly named strange strange times yeah so we um we started writing i guess when i joined the band mm. i i got a bass and a strat here like a uh, i got um this is my go-to little number so i play that and so I've, I came with a bag of riffs, even though the boys have like bags of riffs. And um, so we all just like put our riffs together and and started writing for this new album when I joined. So and it was real. Every... Yeah. So I, keys, guitar, yeah. and a bit of bass and drum. Yeah. Yeah. You really, you, you, you really. I'm sorry to bring it back. But I... <laughs> yeah no i try to and um yeah but drums are my passion i guess like like i probably play guitar more than i play drums just because of the noise thing and um accessibility i guess how do you get away with it at like at at your place like you know that your neighbors cool if you're practicing yeah i I don't play an acoustic kit here remember the one plus one kit and then one plus one, one, second kit, take one, second kit is a mesh. Quick maths, quick maths. Yeah, but yeah, but I just, I was just thinking, wasn't there a little practice, practice one? Is that, is that? Yeah, practice one one with mesh. So mainly just like kick and snare just for hands and feet work. Oh, okay. I got, I got quite symbols, um, but very rarely use them. Yeah. Yeah. So, yep. Just mainly, mainly just like essentially like a practice pad and a kick practice pad. And that's the noise, you know, like electronic drums, like people yeah, with yeah. headphones on and they're like yeah. going away and like sounds, sounds fantastic. And then all you hear is like, yeah, smashing the shit out of rubber pads. All you hear is just like, yeah, rubber yeah. on stick and everyone's like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, that's pretty much all I, all the noise I make. And yeah. then, um, but 
I can't remember the question. Was oh no, man, we, we were we were asking, yeah, asking about the album, about yeah. like the process. Yeah, of it. so started writing it, and then we we're in Melbourne, so we had like hectic sort of not hectic, but like extended lockdowns with COVID. Um, but we'd we'd done pre-production just before, like I think start of 2020. I think it was mm. like um early january we we'd done pre-production we were booked into the studio in march to do the record 2020 and then like the week or two weeks before like covid cases just went up and so we were ready to go like 2020 and it wasn't until last year that we were able to record it and so during that time we just like refined everything but we'd done mm. pre-pro we'd done everything we were ready to roll march and then when we were open back up the end of 2020 into 21 2021 we just we just refined things a little bit more did another pre-production session a few sessions with our producer julian and um yeah by the time we hit the studio we were we had a two-week snap lockdown the two weeks that ended the thursday before whatever it was before we went into the studio on saturday so we hadn't played for two weeks mm. just out of lockdown not allowed to leave our area and then we went into this uh like where i work at a studio and um on the friday night and then finalized all our our, our click tracks our, our bpms mm. and had one more hit out and went into the studio like late february early march last year and and then had a really quick turnaround and we released the album on august 13th 2021 so from like final mixes and mastering and probably like late march um we march april may yeah like five months and it was out yeah it was because obviously it it must be must be so strange to like like to like I had a conversation with you guys the week at Frankie's and I was saying like are you getting over the set list yeah you know like with the tour and and, and uh, I think it might be Nick was like no because we haven't got to play these songs yeah correct for so long so it's yeah. like it's it's brand new to us even yeah. though they're a couple of years old this is like a brand new set for us yeah but like one thing I find and it must have been it must have been just so so weird it's like promoting an album and then not even being sure when you're going to be able to get out and play that album that must have been yeah it was it was so wild because we'd lined up a tour like i can show you the spreadsheet of like the 20 last year's tour from september yeah till um what's the year 20 22 so we were september into like start of the year and then we just like we released it august last year and then it just it started rolling down. I think New South Wales sort of mm. got pretty bad with sorry cases. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> I apologize for the whole state. Like, so sorry. Yeah. My dirty um, bastards here in Sydney. I'm sorry. <laughs> nah, it's cool, baby. Like, um, you know, it is, it's just life. So we mm. just, we didn't, we never actually announced our tour at the end of last year into the start of this year. And then as things started like getting, like looking more promising, we, we booked in, yeah, like March, April, May this mm. year. Because we were just like over summer, we were like, let's just make sure we're all cool. Yeah. And we'd like 
regulations and stuff. And then we just went hard out and booked. And we left like a few weeks in between some shows just to give us like a COVID barrier or buffer in case someone got COVID. Yeah. And I did oh, that's, the other uh, week. Oh, have you, you yeah. just got over it? Yeah. Oh, uh, like, so the day after Frankie's, I flew back to a wedding in Melbourne and like yeah. pretty much the whole wedding got... Yeah, well, so uh, Rowan, our guitarist, he got yeah. it from Frankie's that night. Yeah, so... Was it yeah. you? Was it no, you? I hope not. Oh, no, it's okay, man. I don't yeah. think you can give anybody a hard time for bringing COVID into any situation, though. Yeah. But yeah, no, he so was, I got it the day was after. Pretty, pretty crook after that. Mm. Um, yeah, and then you had the... Yeah. the um, was it the poor gig? I was yeah. talking to him on Insta, and he's like, oh, I hope I'm better for that. And I'm like... Just, yeah, I can't remember what I said actually. Yeah, like, he, he kind yeah. of like he kind of got he was probably I think he's got a little bit of long COVID at the minute. Like he's he's still not right. And uh the night of that show, he was like, I don't know if I can sing. <laughs> I don't know. I haven't tried. And he's yeah. like, right now, breathing is just the struggle. And I was oh, like, wow. Get a Jack Daniels in your head. You'll be yeah. all right. I was like, don't be catching it here again. But, uh, yeah, man. How, Jack how Daniels you... will, will cure all. It does, yeah. Also yeah. ruins a few things. How, how have you ruins found it getting back out there, gigging again? since? Man, loved it. Absolutely loved it. every yeah. second of it. And um, we're down to Hobart this weekend. Oh, for, nice. It's called Bruise, Bruise and Blues, a little festival at Hobart mm. Brewing Company. Yeah, they do. Um, I think it's mainly like, like I can't remember the exact. I know, like, partaken in drinking a lot of their beers because mm. they stock them at the local, and um, they're delicious. But, <laughs> they just the craft brewery, or yeah, uh, I think they're pretty big. Like, it's yeah. the back space opens up. It's like maybe like six hundred people can fit into the space. Oh, geez. nice. But they've got like all the whole brewing set up, and so you know. Oh, that'll be a, that'll be some trip. Blues and blues. So, what's the rider look like for you guys? Man, I think they just hook us up. I think they just hook us up to one of the copper vats. Like, yeah, right. Just straight <laughs> into right. the eyeball. <laughs> Give you a straw. Yeah, yeah. Go for gold. Yeah. yeah. Um, nah, they just said uh, a very generous spread of our finest. So oh, nice. That's beautiful. You know, how do you get over there, man? Do you, do you, do you... We're just flying. So yeah, yeah we're gonna fly over on the day of and then fly home the next day so how much can you bring back um i can buy the beer at the local but of the rider maybe i'd say i'd say you're gonna be 75 percent beer anyway flying back (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah i just like ditch the clothes ditch everything else (laughs) just tinnies (laughs) body body weight is just pure booze Mm. i just wear a big jacket and like Put it under my coat. Like, <laughs> I would like, never like, know. Yeah, just I like a huge, never know. huge trench coat, and just just pull it open, like offer people beers, so, like watches. <laughs> like watches, know, like, yeah. <laughs> Brilliant offer to you, my friend. You want, you want a you. you want the Rolex, Rona? <laughs> yeah, but um, to answer your question, I guess like man, loving loving playing. We're a live mm. band, really. Like essentially and um, can't get enough of it. We love which, just... which every band should be. Yeah, you know and. Just... And then you're like, oh, yeah, yeah, playing gigs. And you go, oh, best man, thing about it, man. It is totally like, I just like meeting people like you, like yeah. meeting just that energy of like talking to people, 
um, connecting with people, mm-hmm. you know, it's as you would know, man, like you put a lot out when you're on stage. Yeah. So it's good to like reciprocate it and get like positive feedback or mm-hmm. positive, you know, um, yeah, feedback, I guess. Positive. Yeah. I was going to say positive reviews. It's like <laughs> positive people reviews. in the crowd are like, yeah, yeah. Review. <laughs> four out of five on Yelp. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Something like that. Um, but the feedback, man, like when punters, you know, like general music lovers, other musicians come up, it just mm. buzzes you like not yeah. in an egotistical way. It's like you were here, we put it all on the line and you, and you did the same, like you, you, you like yeah. accepted that energy and you really dug it. Like, it's just so cool after a few years of like, you know, sitting at home, watching films, <laughs> drinking Hobart Brewing Company beers. Yeah. <laughs> What's the best bit of feedback you've got? you like, you know, as a, as a musician back from, from being in, in the, in the band and also on the flip side, what's, what, what's the you know the the shittest thing like a heckler or a punter is giving giving you grief for um probably called them dave grohl (laughs) yeah you too i've got john john bonham oh nice tattoo on the wrist and um we're in albury actually we're in albury the night before frankie's and this is a recent compliment and this dude so i broke my snare skin that night i was just like i played pretty ferociously and this dude's like, mate, he came up after the show and just goes, mate, some people break sticks during shows. And I also broke a stick in that mm. show and went flying. And he's like, you broke a stick, then you broke a snare drum and I cracked a cymbal. And he's like, and you cracked a cymbal. You're like John Bonham reborn. And Aww. I was just like, just dropped to the ground and um, sort of praised him profusely, kissed his feet, <laughs> shined them for him, did things like that. Maybe and that's then, where you caught COVID from that man smelling. Yeah, pizza. maybe. No, it was the wedding because our whole table had it. it oh, was, okay. Yeah, I think I didn't it was bring like, it to Sydney. I think it was the guy's feet. Definitely yeah. the guy's feet. COVID feet. COVID Aubrey feet. COVID feet. It's huge, huge Aubrey COVID feet. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I think then, when when you get a compliment like that, man, that's yeah. that's uh, also probably the greatest moment ever. Yeah, and correct. then you know, like when you think like you look up to somebody like that, and you put on all the hours, and then somebody says that, and for him, he's probably just been like, "Ah, oh, I need to tell this guy this." Mm. But for you, you go, oh, "I really needed that." Like you, you know, especially when you're having had that kind of adulation for like two yeah. years. Correct. I, I what about the shittest? What about the oh, shittest thing? Well, uh, maybe we should have done this the other way around, but it's okay. Yeah, it's not the shittest. It was just funny. Um, Like I played a show and the old drummer, Ryan's a really good sound engineer. Mm. And he was like joking. It was off the cuff, but he was like, he come up after he finished the set and he's like, oh, you played my songs pretty well. And then we just like both, yeah. And then like he played all those parts and then he sort of like looked at me and I just like laughed and he pissed himself too. But (laughs) it was like this semi-serious moment where I was like, Is he taking the piss? But um, <laughs> yeah, it was like, I guess, because he fucking is a boss drummer as well. Like, mm. you know, um, I don't play everything exactly note for note for him. So if I get a, I guess that's like a compliment as well. well he played yeah. my parts yeah. sort of 
Okay. What you're telling yeah. us, Joel, is you are bloody perfect yeah. on the drums. Nah, I'm, I've, oh, I'm understanding yeah. it. What's what's some hecklers? Don't make them yeah. up like when you go to confession yeah. as a kid and yeah. the priest's like, like yeah. you've done wrong and you're like, I stole, yeah. I stole <laughs> from an old lady. <laughs> I stole all the things. <laughs> all right. <laughs> No, nah, I think about um, doing something bad is worse. Than doing I'll, I'll make I'll make this a bit easier for you. If there's not one that comes to mind. What's the best? What's the best drummer joke? Um, who hangs around musicians? <sighs> Come on, that's an entry level one. Nice. Oh, that's the only one I know. That's what everyone tells me, and I'm like, well, actually, um, AMEB grade seven piano. No, I'm not really, but I just say that, and everyone gets impressed. <laughs> I'm impressed. Um, yeah, but. I don't know. I'm pretty tall. Like people, I guess, call me like I've called me like a Sasquatch or like Bigfoot or something before. I'm big and hairy, <laughs> um, and that's happened at shows. Yeah. Um, Bigfoot is a big, is a good one. Chewy. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Yeah. That's good. I'd take that. Yeah. If I was you, I'd get a, a Chewy logo on on the front of your drum. Yeah. Oh, Chewy kick drum. Yeah. yeah. That. That'd be cool. Yeah, people won't. Up. People will just think I've put a photo of myself on the kick drum. Like, <laughs> is that Dave Grohl or Chewbacca? <laughs> what's Dave? What's he got Dave Grohl on his drum kit for? <laughs> <laughs> what's What's the plans, man? For so, what What's coming next for the Ugly Kings? Then, what's What's the rest um, of the year looking like? Yeah, so we're sort of mapping it out a little bit. Mm. Um, we're going to finish this tour and, um which is May 13th, Northgate Social Club, like a hometown gig is the last oh, show. Nice. And then we're going to just, just we've got offered a few supports. We haven't announced anything yet. So we're going to just keep, keep, um, keep that to yourself. Keep playing. Yeah. yeah. And, and if it all comes through, et cetera. And, um, uh, not like massive supports, just like ones, ones in Melbourne and stuff. So mm. just chatting with some bands where we're going to record again um just timeline we're not completely sure about just probably get this this tour out of the way and what what do you think am i like singles and ep or going for another album mm, well i just did a count of like demos and stuff and there's probably like like just really rough like yeah memos and stuff and there's probably like 70 in my playlist and 70 like, yeah, not yeah, all yeah, not all yeah. things. Oh well, no, but yeah. be, but I, I get an album out of it. I love hearted like forty one. Oh okay, and I I think like they're the ones with legs, so we'll we'll whittle them down to mm -hmm. to an album at least, maybe two. Not sure yet. Still like talking about that, and um, yeah, we'd love to just like record a, a heap of new stuff and yeah, just drip feed it. We think. Um, for probably a release next year, but get some stuff out. We're talking to our label about potentially another small release. I don't, yeah, nothing's been cemented. Oh, in. concrete. Yeah. Yeah. But um, back end of the year, we're going to, yeah, we're definitely going to be in the studio and, and just playing as much as we can as, you know, we'd, 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 we'd love to get up to Frankie's again before it closes and mm. see, see you dudes play and have a, have another night yeah see if some jack daniels can fix some ailments oh well we'll we'll <laughs> drink that anyway we'll put that away <laughs> put that but away yeah, but man I, I think i think like especially because 
because you you guys are a prolific band, right? You know, for and I know you're new, but maybe you're the glue they always need the gel. Mm-hmm. Maybe you were the glue, but like I just think it's very very good to hear because I imagine like a lot of those tracks are in lockdown, just pinging ideas between each, you know. And yeah, like we did that ourselves. We we probably came out with thirty songs yeah. out of lock. Like, man, I, I've never wrote fucking that many songs in my life. And then yeah. in lockdown, I was like, what to do today? Let's yeah. have a crack at a song. Yeah, and I say, not all of them are going to be, not all of them are going to be good, but yeah, correct. be in a position where it's not like you're going into the studio thinking, fuck, like, what, what are we, we going to put on this album? Yeah. You've, got yeah. a, you've got a whole range of stuff to choose from. And I think it's exciting, man. I'm excited to see what he's put out next and yeah. going from there. No. Yeah, we've um I don't know, it might it might be stylistically slightly different some of the stuff. Mm. Like um like getting uh I don't want to give too much away. Oh, well, um, can I take this into a, like yeah, into nerd territory here, Joel? And just... Welcome to nerd territory with Hamish Reed. Mm. Yeah. I just I just want to know too, because you you said before, you know, you work in a studio. And I, and I just want to like, I just want to know how you mix your, your, like you mix drums and how you think, think of that. Yeah. So I, um, I, I manage the business at the studio, so I don't do too much engineering, but I, oh man, I just, I just go for like the, the Zeppelin, like I'll mic everything up and, yeah. and maybe not use everything, but, um, I just remember reading this article about, um, the way that they would use compression yeah. on some of those drums with the release time quite long, super short attack, and then uh, quite a high ratio. And man, I just I just slap most of that on in the box with like because yeah. I'll like most most drums I'll do at the moment are at the studio, and I just get the two vocal mics, put it into my little interface or three, one yeah. one kick, mono overhead, snare, and then it's just purely demo stuff. And what I mainly do is just, um, I, I just, with some EQ and a few other little bits and pieces, I'll, I'll just like flipping. Yeah. Anyways, I, I just try to make them the mono overhead sort of reversed and sound a little bit stereo. Yeah. You know, like that, that mono to stereo trick, you can just YouTube it. And I just do that for fun just to give it like a wider sound. And then, um, yeah, the kick, um, I don't know, I do funny things. Like I'll just, some, some drums that I use, like, and they're, they're, they're like these 57s or mm. 58s. So I'll just like, just, I use Ableton Live a lot because really? I produce a lot of hip hop. Yeah. So mm. in a, I work in a few prison units in Melbourne producing hip hop and um, recording vocals mainly for clients in the in the centers um so i do ton like i've got an ableton push controller and yeah. i just make beats and i'll record over them um so yeah i think i use ableton as my daw and you can do a heap of cool stuff with like you can you can do it in most daws but like i'll i'll, I'll just sub out like the kick i'll, I'll, I'll convert it to midi and yeah. then put whatever sound like just sound replacement stuff and just like or thicken up a kick drum with that technique yeah for demos i've 
I've never done much band stuff mm. um, generally. Like I, I work with a, a band, a punk band in Melbourne, Trash and the Treasures. And they're like, they're like just, yeah, they're just thrashy punk stuff. Like it's fun as hell. Whenever I record them, I'll just, again, mic everything up and then just choose a balance. So um, sometimes I use some parallel compression. Sometimes I use on like my, my yeah. drum buses particularly. So like slam one really hard, drop it in the mix, have the other one sort of like a nicer room sound. And it just adds like a little bit of crunch underneath. Like yeah. it's pretty, pretty simple stuff. But um, yeah, it's good fun. Um, what about, what about your, what about like with your snare? Um, like Are you leaving? Or? Yeah, like when you, no, when you, when you're in the studio, do you like, do you run your 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 kick right like through through its own own uh you know compression channel like isolate that away from isolate that away from your snare like what are you are you putting any like do you you using much like reverb on your snare like what are you oh uh, yeah like i don't know like mainly snare. mainly demos at the moment so like yeah. the studio i work out and mainly like i can record drums and stuff but mainly it's it's a vocal vocal studio mm. like and again for hip-hop for like programs we run but um i think yeah i, I definitely isolate um i don't I, I group certain certain mics together just to like um just to like glue yeah. them together or make them sound a little bit more um yeah. synced but like a kick drum again like just this thing in ableton you just you right click and convert audio or convert rhythm to convert drums to MIDI. And then it'll just most of the time, just like bangs out your transients. So I'll use that to thicken up a kick drum and then I can bounce that kick pattern to an audio channel and yeah. bounce it out as audio. So I can re-manipulate it or use it however I want. And then um, there'll be two different tones. So usually like, instead of recording with a, a sub kick, like a Yamaha yeah. sub kick mic or like heaps of mics or adding a sub in there for that bottom end thud, I'll just sub out or put in whatever kick sound I like, usually add like some really low end stuff, like almost like hip hoppy sounds. Mm. And um, that adds like, I don't know, like you've got the thud from the, from the kick drum and the beater and then like it just like gives it this like body you know yeah. like I, I probably i can't remember which which ones i use but like the hip-hop ones are like 808s and you can really like get into them and really sync like just mess with the parameters so you can add like this depends on the song but like if you want like that real low end in it that's that's what i do yeah and then i guess with yeah i don't i don't usually um what do I do? I'll like sometimes right like run like most of the time run compression on individual channels and sometimes on the way in with with um some hardware and then when I group it I might lightly compress like um just to glue the sound together. Depends on what I'm doing though as well. So like compression in depends how it sounds after it's recorded in the box whether it's needed yeah. and i can just usually like look at transients look at 
put a compressor on it and see if there's any gain reduction needed or if there's some huge transients there that need to just be clipped or whatever it is. And then um, what else? Uh, you said reverb. Oh, man, I'm a big fan of like artificial reverb. Like mm. I love it in spaces, but I love like our engineer used the Valhalla plugin, the Valhalla yeah. reverb. Yeah, yeah. I just slap that on everything, man. Guitars, anything like just direct in and just Valhalla. It makes everything better. Yeah. You know, um, let's get the Valhalla plugin, the reverb plugin. Yeah. That's, Anyone that's listening, get that, away. get, man, that, that's a, that's a great plugin. Yeah. Uh, makes everything. <laughs> uh, I was going to say makes everything wet, but that's real weird. Uh, you can say. Yeah. Yeah. It makes, you can makes say. Makes everything sopping Moist. wet, yeah. sopping wet. Yeah, that's, that's that. man. I, th- <laughs> I think that all, I think all the drummers are going to be wet because, like, this is the first time we've really went di- like you know, dive deep into into drumland on the on the yeah. Drum. So they're all. Oh, I be- sort of just talked in roundabouts there. I was like, it's all right, was very specific. Yeah, it was like kick we do. with the MIDI thing. Yeah, that'll give it like any sound you want. Make sure it sounds sick snare drums um depends like i'll flip the phase on the bottom mic that's pretty stock standard yeah um if i've if i've marked the bottom so they because you can actually see the yeah. transients go the wrong way yeah and so um utility in ableton does that you just flip phase there yeah that's super it's one click of a button on a plug-in um and that just like syncs it and snaps it like and it doesn't sound out of phase mm. um what else? I haven't done it in so long. Uh, you know what's funny, yeah. man, is is like recently, like I'm at the moment, man, I'm doing like a engineering course. I but, but also by doing, you know, this podcast and, you know, just putting myself out to the world, I've got to meet like some, you know, some really, really top Australian engineers that I worked on, you know, anyone and everybody's records. Yeah, you right. Know? I'll, I'll tell you a Zeppelin story I heard recently at the end of yeah. the podcast. But um, the funny thing is, like singers, right? Like Jack, you know, like we'll 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 they'll tend to get want to want the best microphones in the world, right? Like the the Newmans and all the rest of it. And then guitar players want you know the 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 the, the old Les Pauls and stuff like that, and you know Strats and we'll spend thousands. Of, but the thing is, all the engineers that I've spoken to that have really made best record that the, 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 they've always been from like weird mics that you wouldn't yeah, right. that like that are that have that are that that are almost like the things that were laying around studios and go oh wow you know what i mean like and um what he said is the sm58 like the most it's like the most used microphone on number one hits like or like number one records around the world like it's been used in different you know or like 57 or something was like yeah it's been on like more number one records than any other microphone in the world i think that like is live mic there was ah man people will cook me for that because it's probably mm. wrong well, but I an, know. an engineer buddy told me he's like one of the shorts have like been used yeah on every, yeah you, you like, and like you just in different ways and you, you're right, and I think I think that a lot that really just boils down to those mics being really good, and then 
you know, them having, and also just the availability too. Yeah, yeah they're so durable like, as well. Yeah, and every, and you know, you can everybody, you know, every singer has one of those in the back pocket. You know what I yeah. mean? And like the humans have cost you an arm and a leg. Mm. Yeah, well, that's the thing. Like, I saw a video of a Humvee driving over fifty-eight, and it just worked <laughs> normally, like on YouTube. Oh man, the 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 amount of uh 58s i've dropped on stage yeah and you pick them up and you look at it and you go that ain't gonna work and yeah. then it works yeah. fine they're just there yeah it's the durable du- yeah. i think i think it's the most used live microphone oh, yeah on the world it's like industry wise it's the one that everyone goes just get an sm58 yeah. you'll be all right well i mean when you when with live music too like you don't really have a lot of choice with what what mics you can use live because if you start trying to use like condenser mics or any mics where you can kind of flip the polar patterns you'll start getting feedback straight away so Mm -hmm. you're kind of left to just dynamic mics and the you know that that is just your go-to really for sure yeah i guess it depends like you get onto that big territory of like i know neumann have a handheld condenser for like people within ears and no no wedges and stuff but Mm. You know, no stage noise, but you know, probably cost like you said, ten grand. Yeah, I don't actually think they're that pricey, but I know AKG do some cool, yeah, um, dynamic mics, and yeah, man, I, I usually like my little. This is like for demoing vocals or something of this fifty-seven. Usually, I have just a fifty-eight without the capsule on. Yeah, like exactly the same thing essentially. Oh yeah, 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 and like does the same job, but um yeah i don't know i feel like i really i haven't i wasn't prepared for the drum question <laughs> i'm doing enough i'm gonna beat myself up for this oh so. that's all right you've just hey hamish is just fucking wet his pants anyway yeah, with all that yeah. drum information but i guess my biggest tip for drum recording is tuning tuning drums man mm. yeah. having well-tuned drums or like not even for like to notes or like you know like oh this is a seeing this is a third below uh the floor tom whatever like doesn't have to be notes and and harmonically make a chord or whatever unless you're like terry bozio who has like tuned chromatic drums he's got like six however many and he can play melodies on them like just make sure they're they're consistently making the same sound snare drums particularly i learned this from our engineer in the studio julian schwitzer in melbourne and he's shout out Hey, shout out! Is what he is the it? man? Who, is he the man who does all your records? Is he? No, he's just done the last one. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and he'll hopefully, if he wants to come back on board, we'll do our next one. Hmm. Um, he's just man, he's clever. He's a phenomenal drummer as well. Yeah, like, absolutely off this world drummer, and um, but just the loveliest dude. Really good guitarist. Plays in the sick band Deathbeat in Melbourne and um just a lovely dude to be around man like just the type of dude you want to spend like 10 days in the studio with <laughs> all day you know? all day, day for 10 days yeah. yeah but um yeah man he just got us into the real habit of like checking tuning um making sure everything's sounding really spot on and I'll often do that at the start of a session um but just that consistency is key to, to mm. making it sound really cool I'm in a, I'm in a sound really dumb here and like, uh, and like, I'm not prepared to ask this question. So here goes. Um, 
you know, I, I, I like I'm a guitar player, right? And and I, you know, and understanding I how apologize. you tune, <laughs> understanding how you tune guitars and pianos is, is 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 quite simple to get your head around, right? But understanding how you tune drums, I, I don't know, I don't know how how you just you 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 do it. The same premise, right? So all the tension creates yeah. a note essentially. Yeah. So your your resonant and batter head different yeah. drums will tune different ways. Like but your batter, you, the side you hit is usually uh, some people are tuned the same. So like you can you can actually play you know C C whatever it is, make that make the same pitch as a piano or something. Dun 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 yeah. dun dun dun. Tune 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 tune. Fine tune. And that's essentially each lug just makes the same note, note noise. Yeah. Dong, 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 dong. That should be that note. Flip it over. Some drummers, yeah, do the same note. Dong, 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 dong. And then that'll just like ring. And um, But there's heaps of tools, right? You can get like uh, tension, like they, they feel the tension yeah. in the drum, the drum dials and stuff. And it'll just like you just drum it to the same tension on each lug. And then that's it. it. It'll it should be theoretically the same note. Um, YouTube has heaps of shit with it. Like you know, there's yeah. a dude. Um, his I think his Insta's Jay Scott. He's like phenomenal drummer on Instagram, and um, he does courses on just tuning and getting ready for the studio. Just getting your drums sounding sweet. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, like full six hours tuning toms. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's wild. But um, not a stupid question because, like, yeah, because there's two two sides of the drum and the resonant head reacts and will change the note. So if it's yeah. like really low, really really low on the the side you hear, and really high pitch, it'll do different things to like same notes or or lower on the resonant head like drums react differently so yeah. is it is there a whole is there a whole like um like food for thought um bunch of drummers out there that are, that are that are going in and playing around with the tunes and not just yeah. going to see and uh, oh, i just said c and yeah yeah but I, like are you guys just there's no sharps or flats you know in c yeah yeah, yeah it's, but it's um easy key. are you like like are you do you actually tune to to particular keys or do you are you just tuning to make Not, it sound good to your no i'm I'm generally like to like an aesthetic thing so i'm like boom that sounds sick that yeah. sounds like nice and full i'll just you know get my batter get my um batter head sounding sick like nice and warm and and deep like i like i like big big sounding drums so it's like get that sounding nice but some some bands will tune in the studio to the song the key of the song mm. so they'll like tune up and um all down or whatever it is so like you're in like you know e minor and they'll be like my tom will be you know uh it'll be like the the uh, g like the yeah the or like an f sharp or something so it'll make like and then you know you might or what chord are we e, like a b and an e or something so it makes like if you got two toms so it makes like 
uh, a uh, whatever that whatever that in um, difference is. is uh, anyways, my brain's not working. But like, we'll make <laughs> we'll make like part of a chord. I'll do an easy one. Like, you're in A major, and like A drum might be like A and D. It makes like yeah, yeah first yeah, and yeah. a fifth or whatever. Yeah. I don't know. I don't do that, so I'm just speculating. But I'm sure people do do that. Speculating to accumulate. So, man, as we yeah. start to wrap up, a question I like to ask is: If you weren't a musician, what would you be doing? If it weren't for music, where would your life be, Dave Joel? Uh-huh. Well, my whole career is like music based. Um, mm. So I'd, I probably wouldn't exist, right? I just, I wouldn't actually be anywhere. I wouldn't do anything. I'd just, just be, be like a, a, a vacuum. <laughs> There'd be like a yeah. vacuum where I used to be. <laughs> <laughs> um, just, I wouldn't exist. Because um, I can't imagine my life without the creative arts and music, really. Mm. Um, what are we doing? I, I love playing sport. Like, as, cricket and footy and basketball as a kid and maybe if I like pursued that more than you know I got to a point when I was like 16 17 where I started partying and playing yeah. music and the sport mm. dropped away so. yeah one or the other yeah it can never so, be both it never seems to be I both know. does it and no but um yeah I don't know maybe I would have put all my energy into sport and maybe I'd have like I don't know, my own protein powder brand or something <laughs> like, you know, well, that's sports the, that's, active. That's that's the dream for us all. Yeah, getting into coals on high rotation of like... And it just be mates. just be your face on a protein yeah. shake. Yeah. yeah, I like the idea of that. Time, man. Uh, like, does that make money? I guess. Can you oh. brand, uh, you know, the Ugly Kings, uh, you know, Dave Joel, uh, <laughs> protein powder, <laughs> free workout. <laughs> Yeah, free gig out. Free, yeah, free gig. Oh, that, that, that's clever, isn't it? Actually, I think I've got something for that. But, uh, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, this is a family show. Yes, correct. Looking sometimes. Yeah. Well, everybody, this man is an amazing drummer and he plays in an amazing band. So do everything you can to go and watch Dilby Kings. Do everything you can to listen to the music. It's not that hard. Just go on Spotify. You useless. No, I'm not saying that. You lovely <laughs> people. But Honestly, man, thank you very much for that. And I think I think a lot of drummers in, in bands, I think a lot of musicians are going to really, really enjoy that talk, to be honest, because, yeah, I'm a singer who carries a microphone and a stand around, <laughs> and you open my, up, my eyes to a few things there. So thank you, man. Thank you for yeah. giving us your time as well, dude. Man, really I'm appreciate it. super grateful for you having me on, and I hope if it, if it did help someone, like, just hit me up on Insta or something. I love love chatting, like, you know, love sharing stuff. If we can help each other out, then we'll all we'll all be we'll all prosper. Spot. Yeah. We'll all prosper. We'll, we'll...